Hey, everyone. Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark. And Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. Our topic for today is fairness. fairness. And I guess, yeah, what we mean by fairness is uh, there is, there can be a problem that creeps into your marriage centered around this idea of fairness. And, you know, it's like, hey, I... I did the dishes last night. You need to do them tonight Mm -hmm. because everything in our marriage has to be fair and Mm -hmm. equally balanced. And I guess our contention here today is that the goal in your marriage is to sacrificially love your spouse, not exact fairness from your spouse uh, so that everything is equally distributed and all of the uh, chores are equally balanced or responsibilities are equally balanced, um, but rather to sacrificially love your spouse, even if you get nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's this is one of those like issues you may not even know is there, but we have this innate sense of uh, fairness, I think, built in. I mean, and when you have kids, you can see it. It's like this person gets this. They believe they should have the same thing. Oh, well, my brother got to go to this fun place. When do I get to go to this fun place? Yes. Right. I mean, uh, he got a cookie at his school today, someone gave him a cookie, where's my cookie? Yeah. And, you know, it's like we're constantly yeah. see that when and young kiddos. Yeah, literally it happened yesterday. One kid, <laughs> one kid emerged from the pantry with a bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> and instantly the other three kids are entitled yeah. to a bag of chips. Yes. Ever, so now everyone gets a bag. We must if have not, a bag. If not, there's, it's chaos. It's like the gavel right. comes out. This oh, is a ju- I'm the yeah, judge now yeah. and this is unfair. Yeah, so yeah. we see that in our kids. Right. And that's one discussion we, we can have another time. Mm-hmm. When it comes to between a husband and wife, yeah. the reality is you've actually signed up for a lifetime of self-sacrifice. Yeah. Of sacrificial love. So you do not deserve fairness. Right. You deserve to do what you said you were going to do, which is lay down your life for your spouse. And get nothing in return. Yeah. I mean, you even think about the <laughs> vows. It's like you're saying, I'm going to love you in sickness and in health. You know, like you're thinking even when times are bad and when times are good. That's what we signed up for at the beginning. And then we hit a time where maybe they're having a good time, right? This is almost like looking at they're having a great time. They, they went on a trip. They went on a cool trip or they went out to a fancy lunch, your husband and or whatever. They, they bought some new clothes and you... You don't want to have this thinking, and this is not what you said when you made those vows, that if you get that, then I get this. Yeah. And one of the reasons this is worth talking about on the podcast, not only is it right at the center of the vows that you made when you got married, Mm -hmm. but also when you let this kind of fairness mentality creep into your marriage, serious problems can come as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oftentimes you can trace back a fight or an argument or just harboring bitterness yeah. back to this idea of fairness. Um, and so it could very well be that one of the reasons you're in this ongoing argument or battle or fight with your spouse is you're frustrated that things aren't fair between you. Yeah. It's like you've kept a tally sheet yeah. of the things that they've got that the good things, right? And then the ways that you haven't received equal amounts uh-huh. of those good things. Totally. Or the opposite could be true yeah. where you said something bad about me. Right. So now I'm going to say something bad <laughs> about you. You pointed out sin in my life? Well, watch out. I'm coming right. at you. Yeah. Or 
you know, uh, you said you embarrassed me in front of the kids. You embarrassed me in front of our friends. Right. right. Now I'm going to embarrass you. And until I do, you know, you owe me one. Yes. So there's a rift in our relationship because fairness has not been exact. Yeah. Exacted. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think you're right. I think it's like it can be about an item. It could be about words. It could be about money spent or luxuries. Um, There's just a, a lot of problems that can start if we want things to be perfectly fair. Yeah. It kind of brings up this idea of entitlement, mm-hmm. which is really ugly when we see it in our kids. Yeah. You know, um, they, they live these great lives and Ugh. have so many blessings and so ought to things. be so thankful. Right. And oftentimes they're not thankful and instead they're just feeling entitled to those blessings and benefits um, that, that they receive. And the same can be true in a marriage where, you know, this, this sense of entitlement creeps out and entitlement is ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about the scriptures that talk about us rejoicing with those who rejoice or rejoicing in the good things. And I don't ever want to be a spouse who looks at some of the blessings in your life. The, I don't know, you get something new for work or you get some, brand new sparkly thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never get a sparkly thing. No, no, I don't. <laughs> that would be me, I guess. But you, you get some gift, some item, some blessing. And I don't ever want to look at that with covetousness mm-hmm. or a desire to have that same thing where I can't be happy for you. Yeah. I mean, I really want to be that type of wife who says, you have something, a blessing. I, I'm glad that you're there. I'm glad you have it. I can rejoice. That's great. That's so awesome. You got to do that today. Uh, you know, instead yeah. of what about me? Yeah. Why not me? Totally. When is mine? It's my turn. <laughs> totally. Maybe an example of this is, yeah. you know, I have a certain set of benefits that come associated with my job mm-hmm. and you have a certain set of benefits that come associated with your job. And the one that we always joke with each other about is yes, I often take people out to lunch or meet people right. for lunch meetings and things like that. So I'm often having like good lunch food during the week and you're <laughs> yeah. often at home having some, you know, sad leftover from a few nights ago. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> or like a banana and peanut butter yeah. or something. And I'll be like, what did you have? Oh, uh, and you almost kind of yeah, look down like, I, I don't really want to say. Yeah. <laughs> but but this goes both ways where, you know, one of the benefits to your job is you've got the couch You've got our bed there, it, you know. Yeah. So if you if you have like twenty minutes of downtime, yeah, you could just climb into bed and take a little nap, right? And so I, I always, I always fire back with that as like you know, you you get just to lay down if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I do all day long. Yeah, I just when you're chill done, in bed. yeah, between like twiddling <laughs> your thumbs, you gotta yeah. sleep a little bit. And the bonbons, yeah. yeah. But so I I guess saying that we're recognizing. There are different benefits Mm -hmm. that I have associated with my job, different benefits with your job. And uh, I am not now entitled to the benefits that you experienced during the day just because you got those things and I didn't. Right. No. Uh, In the same way that you're not entitled to mine. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I think it's helpful for us to give up this notion of entitlement. Yeah. In our relationship. So maybe just identifying kind of a way forward to deal with this Mm -hmm. um, hidden problem that couples face is step number one is to change your perspective. Yeah. 
um, give up this idea of, of, of entitlement. And maybe you change your perspective from what do I get in my relationship to what can I give in right. my relationship? Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> that is what we said we would do. And, and so that is something that probably needs to come back to our minds often. We probably need to remind ourselves that I you know, didn't sign up for this marriage because I thought he would give me every single thing and I would find all my fulfillment in him and that I would be just, you know, all these blessings are coming my way. It's like we signed up because we said, I commit to a life of serving you and a life of giving up what my needs or wants might be, my desires, so that I can serve and go after yours. I'm teamed up with you and I want to see your life be blessed and be good and I want to give up the things that maybe I would hold on to as what I want demanding my way. Totally. I think this kind of perspective change is really healthy. Um, if, if both people in a relationship have this kind of perspective, not what can I get from you or how can this be fair between us, but what can I give to you? Mm -hmm. Now we're operating just in a really healthy capacity. I am looking for ways to sacrificially love and serve you. And you're looking for ways to sacrificially love and serve me. And it's not the case that I'm looking to get you back right. or repay you or right. get back to even or one up or whatever. Uh, it's just that alternative that ends up just being so ugly and leading to so many fights and arguments. Yeah. And just one practical thing as a wife that I try to keep in mind is when I know you're walking in the door. I think what would bless him right now or what could I do for him? And this is something I want to do even do better lately and want to grow in. But I started switching my mindset to, oh, good, he's home. Oh, good, he's home. He can do X, Y, Z. I remember thinking that way. Finally, he's home from work. He can take the baby. He can do this thing. He can whatever. To, oh, good, my husband's walking in the door. How could I serve him? What might he need? Let me see if I can read his emotions. Let me see if I can find out how his day was. Let me see if he needs something. I even am trying to teach the kids that, you know, your dad works hard. He's coming home from work. Let's be a blessing to him. Let's try to serve him. You know, take off his shoes or bring him a drink. I mean, those types of things would be great to even train our children to think that way. Yeah, that sounds great. Take off my <laughs> shoes, bring me a drink. That Give sounds amazing. Give me a foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I think that's good. And I guess, I mean, I, I do the same thing mm -hmm. um, where when I walk through the door, I'm not unloading what's weighing me down from work right. on you right. and the family. Yeah. I'm, I'm really entering your world. Yeah. You know, I'm entering your workplace. <laughs> right. And so it's good for that you don't just heap on all the, all the problems on me the moment I walk in. And I don't do the same to you. Right. So we're trying to read each other and care for mm -hmm. each other and be sacrificial mm -hmm. toward each other. And I think that's really healthy. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're saying change your perspective. What can I give? Um, give up this idea of fairness. And maybe just to, to state it just even another way, we could just say resolve to love sacrificially. That's really what this is about. Right. 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 Sacrificial love is not equally distributed fair love. Yeah. It's yeah. it's I empty myself for you. Right. Yeah, if if we had that idea, that would be really hard. It would it would be quite a record keeping love. Right? We would be keeping track if we were thinking it was 
you get this, number one, I get this, number one. That's not it. It's just this idea of loving the way Jesus loved. And Jesus didn't come and uh, only love the people that seemed to love and give him good things. He came and loved with all of himself and gave up time, effort, energy, anything so that he could love the people around him. And I want to have that in our marriage. I want to love you in a way that doesn't say I've got a, but I need this and I need that. Rather, what does he need and what can I give him? Yeah. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians 13, you have this description of love by Paul. It's patient, it's kind. Um, and one of the aspects of biblical love is it keeps no record of wrong. Uh, and yeah. so here, sacrificial love, loving like Christ loved, includes this idea of not record-keeping, mm-hmm. but um, self-sacrifice. Yeah, which would mean when there are issues and problems that arrive, we know that they're going to be there, that if you're not keeping those records, then you're also easily able to forgive and to move past some of the problems and some of the wrongs maybe done in, in the marriage. Well, I hope this was helpful, and we will chat with you later. All right, see you.